Welcome to Set Meals, a food show led by the insatiable hunger of its hosts. I'm Samuel Ashton. And I'm Taylor Fawcett. And we are two people that, aside from sharing an insufferable number of voice notes on a daily basis, share a friendship deeply rooted in conversations centred around inane food chat. This is the only salad that I've ever eaten that felt unhealthy. We're no Jay Rayner. Probably guessed that already. Don't want to be. No, if you're here for in-depth, highbrow food conversation, you might as well double tap that home button. They don't have uh, buttons anymore. And swipe us away, because it's strictly deep-fried and apple pie chat with us. I should not have let you write this intro this week. I thought I was killing it, to be honest. This week, we visited an altogether legendary establishment that is, it's perhaps our best podcast-enabling the guilt-free meal restaurant visit yet. Oh, it's a good one. But first, let's get into the news from this week. Let's do it. Did you really not like the apple pie thing? Nah, it's too far. That's a good rhyme, though. Okay, news item number one. Hit me. I did one of our favourite things this week, Mm. which is to go and eat by myself. That is one of my favourite things to do. It is a weeknight. My much better half is out for dinner with one of her friends, which means it's solo tonkotsu time, baby. Genuinely. Genuinely is. No disrespect to anyone that I ever go and eat with, namely my girlfriend, because I enjoy that every time, obviously. Ovs. But there is something special about eating by yourself. Yeah, I think eating alone is something a lot of people uh, struggle with. The same as when people can't comprehend going to the cinema on their own, which Mm. I also think is batshit crazy, because that, again, is one of the most enjoyable things you can do. I think once you've done it once, it's fine. Mm -hmm. But the actual idea of going and asking for a table for one, I think, is like a dreaded phrase amongst a lot of people. The worst is, it just me. Oh, yeah. So it's a one. Oh, cool. Thank you. I t- I've, I've taken to asking for... Um, spa- have you got space for one? <laughs> or have you Good. got room for one? Yeah, it's less... Seems a bit more casual. Although, if you go too far and you say, room for a small one, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, that it's is weird. weird. My two main reasons that I'll eat by myself is when I'm travelling, mm-hmm. obviously. Which, yeah. which is funny, isn't it? Because if you go and sit in a prep, yeah, in an airport by yourself mm-hmm. or in a station, it's like you don't even think twice about it. Yeah, of course. But going to a sit-down restaurant with table service, mm-hmm. it suddenly feels a little bit more odd. I feel like you know when you go abroad and eat alone, especially on work, because I feel like there's definitely a different mindset when you're away and you're abroad and you're on work. It's just sustenance, right? Yeah. So even even if you're going out somewhere pretty decent, mm-hmm. there's still this overwhelming thing of like, I need to have dinner somewhere. Oh, that looks like a good place. Yeah. Definitely. It's not like a, you're choosing to go and have this experience. Yeah, 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 for sure. Whereas if like my girlfriend's away, for example, and I can't bother to cook, I'll be like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to treat myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and have a bowl of ramen or I'm yeah. going to go and have pizza mm-hmm. by myself. The entire nature of us having this conversation shows that the British thing is, it's not really done that much. Mm. Or it is done, but people are still apprehensive to do it, which I think is a really funny thing anyway. Because I find it very, I find it very enjoyable indeed going to eat on my own. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Or anything on your own. I mean, I, the weekend I messaged you about having a pint on my own while I was waiting for some yeah. friends. I'm sat in the Spread Eagle in Homerson by myself, halfway through a pint. It's bloody lovely. That said, it would be better if they were playing the football. But they're not, and I cannot find a stream on my phone, so I am just on Twitter. And like when we had the pub at home, guys used to come in and have a pint by themselves. Not even like sit and chat to me behind mm-hmm. the bar or whatever. They would just go and sit in the corner and have a pint and yeah, read the paper. Just do the thing. And at the time, I was a bit like, oh, that's sad. I hope this is when, mm-hmm. I, this is when I'm like 18. Yeah. It's such like, a pleasure. But though. then now, now that pleasure. I've matured a little bit, and yeah. I'm like, fucking great. Yeah, big Like time. actually just sitting and spending time in your own company. I went to... Tonkotsu. Talk to me. A, fa- hey, a mutual fave. Yes. It's a good lone eat 
location for a number of reasons. One, eating ramen is not the most attractive food to eat anyway, so you can really get involved and you're not not asked about just any ears and graces, basically. Two, they have the seats across, like, facing the kitchen wall. Is there anything better than sitting and watching a chef cook food in front of you? Especially when it's something specialist. I could literally watch it all night. In Japan, often all the people in ramen shops are salary men mm-hmm. or office ladies. Mm-hmm. Those are the terms, I believe, uh, who are literally just in there for a quick bite to eat, and they go. There's no, there's no social, yeah, right, part of it whatsoever. And, and some of the, and the seating's individual seating as well in some of those places. Uh, right? It can be, yeah, like, like curtained off or like yeah, yeah. Um, off well, we'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm actually trying to just be present and like really like enjoy the food. Well, that that is it. That that being present is the thing of it. Like you do take in different. Like when you're with somebody, especially with a girlfriend or whatever, you're just in conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Just chatting. You're catching up. Probably being busy. Isn't actually like a pleasurable thing to be able to do with somebody. Yeah. Same as if we went for dinner, we'd just be mm-hmm. chatting with each other and whatever. You're not really taking in the restaurant no. or taking in the atmosphere or whatever. And you comment on the food, but I'd argue you don't you don't taste the food in no. the same way. I'll tell you what, you definitely um, take your time to appreciate your food more when you're by yourself, don't you? What do you have on tonkotsu, just as a sideline? Tonkotsu ramen. Mm-hmm. Because it's a thicker, it's a thicker broth. It's so, do you know what? It's danger because it dries you up so much because there's so much yeah. stuff, fucking salt and fat in it. But it's so nice. It's so good, but it is like a it's a day it's a day ender. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't be doing that and then going back to the office and rattling out an edit. Like no. gyoza as well. Or pork. Maybe some fried chicken. Yeah. Depending on how good I've been that week. Yeah, that karigi or karigi mm-hmm. chicken is the boy. It's I don't very think, good. I don't think I'm ever gonna know how to say that word. Yeah. Karag karage. karage. Uh, probably battering it courage courage chicken K-rage. do you have any courage um i found a couple of quite interesting articles actually um a really nice article from patter titled solo diner the joys of eating alone um with some really nice which basically just just to briefly sum up says about how single cover reservations are on the increase that's mm-hmm. the first line of the article which is data from open table the reservation okay, yeah, yeah, interesting and that that was interesting because i thought I never phone up and reserve a table for one. I'll just nip in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting that the research has been done and people do seem to be becoming more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But as you said earlier about the Japanese thing, they actually mention um, Japanese chain Ichiran, okay. which is the place that is only sole booths. Oh, yeah. So okay. part, you have a wall between Is that when you... they serve the whatever food it is through the curtain? Is, is there a curtain or there's like holes that they serve the food through? Oh, I don't so know. So you don't actually... I know there are places where um, the kitchen's behind kind of like a partition wall, basically, and you're all individually boothed off and you, basically there's just hands that oh, come yeah, through that's and, right, just that's serve, right. and just serve, serve the food. Taylor is showing me the picture that I am describing from my brain. Yeah, so perfect. that is exactly what I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, you know, if you if you went with a group of four of you and then you all sit there and have this experience. Individual experience. And then you talk about it afterwards. Yeah. I actually quite like the idea of that. Yeah, for sure. We've mentioned tonkotsu. Yes. Hit me with your notable lone eat spots around the city. All press. Big time. Not just for coffee, though. They, the dippy eggs are all press. I don't or know. Or eggs what... and soldiers, as it's actually called on the menu. Eggs and soldiers, dippy eggs, however you want to call it. Absolute fire. It's so good. It's also so good. Open plan, big open plan like restaurant, a couple of booths in there. They've got a really beautiful outdoor space. Anytime spring, summer, it's like an absolute pleasure to sit outside, a little iced co- coffee job. Absolute dream. That's pleasure. a good entry level eating by yourself place, having breakfast mm. by yourself. It's the gateway. Hesitant about eating by yourself. That's the spot. For sure. 
Worst comes to worst, you know, you're there for an important meeting. They haven't turned up. You're there on your own. No, you don't uh, need an excuse. No, you don't need an excuse. You've got to shy away from the excuses. Yeah, that's fine. That's Get fine. people out. Get proud. Stop talking to your mates and eat by yourself. Yeah, pathetic. Where else? What about you? Move on from breakfast because I feel like breakfast alone is easier yeah, than dinner fair. alone. Where are you going in town dinner by yourself? If I could, if I could afford it on on the reg, I would be going to Shu, uh, which is the X spell X U, which is the Taiwanese restaurant in central London. Uh, price points high. Food's supposed to be brilliant. You've been. I've been. It was I've never been. But they have. They have their much famed single booth seat, uh, which is like I think out looking into the restaurant. Mm. Um, that is like the creme de la creme. Eating alone is that booth seat. I feel like that is like a fucking cool look. Yeah, I'd be very interested if anyone who listens to this has mm-hmm. been to that mm-hmm. and sat in that single yeah. seat. Yeah, I'd like to know. I'd like to know what it's picture like. Evidence. And also, their other restaurant, Bao, which is the same restaurant company, mm-hmm. their Fitzrovia location, they have a big like U-shaped bar on the upstairs because then you have, like we were saying earlier, the interaction with the wait staff. Yeah. And you can chat to, you know, people bring you food and you can ask advice, whatever. But also you can open conversation with people sat next to you. I uh, I think in general, going and having a dinner by yourself once in, once in a while is really good for your brain and your general mental state. Yeah. Just because I think it's a nice chance to sit and reflect mm-hmm. and like spend time in your own company. But you feel like you're treating yourself a little bit, even mm-hmm. if it's somewhere totally no frills somewhere it doesn't really matter where it is yeah for sure but going and just doing that alone i found is actually like really refreshing for, for me. sure for sure gives Completely me a bit agree. of a mental like reset mm-hmm. uh let us know what you think about eating, eating alone i'd be genuinely keen to know how many people think eating alone is a pro and how many of you are, would be apprehensive to like towards doing it yeah that as always was bloody excellent i was gonna send you some more voice notes about the food and stuff, but to be honest, I was just uh, very much enjoying my own company. I'll tell you about it at another time. Okay, news item two then. Yes. Um, on the topic of no frills, as you mentioned, I was in uh, Lisbon with some friends this weekend, my football friends, mm. uh, and we went to a restaurant called Ramiro on the second night. So this is the place that you told me was from the Anthony Bourdain It is episode. in Bourdain, and I think Rick Stein goes there also. Okay. It was so good. Dude, it was so good. No, Like, honestly, no airs and graces at all. It was almost this, like, corner of this, like, pretty nondescript neighbourhood. Heaps of people outside, like, tourists outside or whatever. And it was, like, rammed in there. It was so busy. We finally got in. We waited outside for, like, an hour, hour and a half. Finally got in. There was fish tanks everywhere. Crappy wooden tables, tiles on the floor. A huge, like, under-the-sea mural across loads of tiles on the back wall. And, like, the staff were obviously, like, running around like headless chickens. The sign of a no-frills restaurant where they just put, like, paper on the tables. It's such a vibe, honestly. So good. He gave us, like, an iPad to look at the menu, and we like, flicking around. And we couldn't work out if we actually ordered with it or if it was just, like, a show menu, and Mm -hmm. then you, like, had to tell him. Mm -hmm. So you, like, sat and confused or whatever. He gave us some drinks. And uh, then he basically proceeded to come over and just say you want this, 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 pointing at a few items on the iPad. And we were sort of like, I mean, yeah. Fine. yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess we do then. That's fine. Is that like, is that the stuff you just need to get rid of today? Or do you actually think that's Probably. good? Or Honestly, man, it was so good. Like we got tiger prawns and some garlic prawns, but the tiger prawns were like, they were huge. They were like the size of like a sky remote. <laughs> 
It was so big. It was so big. Right. And they come and they're like these big old red things and they're, they're bubbling hot. Like they're so hot inside that you can see like the brains bubbling kind of thing mm. under, the, under the skin. Oh, it was carnage and the table was a fucking mess. It was a shit show. It was so much food. Uh, it, everything was completely delicious. Super garlicky, super simple, no bullshit. And it just, we were all sort of, bearing in mind we the night before we'd been out for like an eight course taster dinner with like wine pairing or whatever so it was really polarizing to mm. like to see all that stuff and then come to this like fish place i think it's called it's like called like a beer house and the, the food is just like a something to accommodate okay. you're drinking a lot i think that is the, like obviously it's a restaurant but you know i mean that's what people yeah, traditionally yeah, yeah, go sure. to those sort of places for and there was a guy sat next to us some like swiss italian guy who was so drunk he was like with his girlfriend's parents he was sat next to us hammered he was he must have drank a good couple of bottles of wine the time we were there he was absolutely leathered just like falling over the shop it was very funny oh i love places like that that make people feel comfortable enough to just get that drunk big time Do you know like the thought of going to a restaurant and getting that obliterated, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'll never do that. Yeah. Even sometimes you do unintentionally. Yeah. If the ambience is kind of quiet and the music's kind of low and you don't want to be that guy who's just getting a bit too fucking leery. Yeah. But when you say it, it's like just no frills and the tables are messy and everyone's the, just like, diving all, in. All the, all the noise, just like the clanking of plates and like cutlery and, you know, it's obviously the acoustics are proper tinnies. Mm. And so it's like immediately the noise level's up. So everyone's just like doesn't give a shit. Yeah. So good. It's honestly. weird. It's almost like it's like a comfort food thing. But actually sure. that environment doesn't sound comfortable. It sounds quite like abrasive. Like so abrasive. But when you sort of let yourself of course. go you do feel comfortable then you, you, yeah, you, yeah. You, you ease into it I think it says a lot about the sort of human condition that you can have just as good a time mm-hmm. somewhere like that where mm. you can just basically be a bit of an animal and just like yeah. just crack into <laughs> yeah. really nice food and it's messy and it's yeah, definitely everything's happening a million miles an hour and they're literally throwing the plates down yeah you can have just as good a time there as you can in a, in a five star definitely and that's I guess that's the other thing right and that's the other side of the coin um, what we, j- we just talked about earlier about eating alone is those moments where like eating with people having that crack and everyone's getting as excited as each other about this thing going on and this environment they're in and everyone's like super in like holiday mode and excitable and buzzing off each other's energy that is the other side of that like mm. Eating in different scenarios thing like eating alone I absolutely love but I also love being with friends and having that shared experience like super important yeah love it I am noticing more that idea of like soul food, mm-hmm. food that's just good for you, makes you feel really good. Yeah, not make, from a, not from a, a physical perspective, yeah, but for just sure. from like a emotional perspective, basically. Big time. I don't know what it is. A certain certain environments do different things. You know, sometimes it's eating a really healthy dinner that mm-hmm. you've made at home mm-hmm. after you've been for a run. Yeah, and that you like feeling really good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a bacon sandwich and a cup of tea that's in the it. morning like really dirty somewhere. Mm -hmm. But what your brain is asking you to do or what your mind is telling you to do, Mm -hmm. if you sort of pay attention to that and listen to that, even if you're eating something unhealthy, Mm -hmm. generally I think it's good for you. I agree with that 100%. I'm I'm such a believer in... When you spend the entire week depriving yourself of something, even though all you want is, for example, like a bacon sandwich and a cup of tea, which is a really good example of something that isn't... I mean, isn't healthy 
but it isn't that bad for you, right? But it is seen as unhealthy food. I'm just like, dude, like everything in moderation, or whatever. But, but it's, that's that is the that's the key, isn't it? And it's also knowing when to tell yourself to calm down on eating the shit. Mm. That everything in moderation thing sounds obviously is not a, mm-hmm. in any way a new idea. Mm-hmm. But I actually think if you apply it to your mental health mm-hmm. as well, that actually it's okay now and again to just have something a bit shit. Mm-hmm. And also, and also, feel make yourself feel great about yourself if you do have something really healthy. Mm-hmm. Big fan, big fan of not really that great food in terms of technique or setting or anything like that, but just like a no frills and good crack, basically. Mm-hmm. All for it. How are you? I'm okay. Good. Um, can we get two teas, please? I might need another second on breakfast. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. All right, restaurant section this week. Um, yeah, on a similar wavelength, really. Big time. Shepherdess Cafe. Mm-hmm. City Road. Shepherdess Cafe. I mean, there's no other way of describing it other than it's a builder's calf in Shoreditch, which has been there for years and years and years. 35 years, 35 to be years? Yes. Good research. It's a very iconic cafe that looks like it hasn't really changed in those entire 35 years, to be honest. You can't miss it. I think I think it's featured in a couple of films and TV shows because mm. it, looks so, it looks so London. Also, just from a practical point, it's quite big, so it's quite easy to shoot in. And... Uh, <laughs> There's quite a wide pavement, Don't get and you can put lights, you're put lights on the pavement outside. It's quite like it's film friendly. Yeah, big time. Um, they told us off for taking photos, so they're probably thinking we've had enough film crews for it through yeah. here to know that we can make some bunts, and we've ignored it. We've totally ignored it. Completely ignored it. We went in there on a Tuesday morning, and uh, I, I think we were both in it. We both agree when we say we're there for the experience and the shared experience of that restaurant. Yeah, the fry up there is pretty terrible. Honestly. Anything is any fry up for me. Not that enjoyable. I don't think I've eaten a fry up in about ten years and been thought, yeah, I really hit the spot. Really? Yeah. I honestly, I it, it's it's too man. It's the mouth. It's the mouth thing. It's yeah. the, it's the fuzzy mouth fuzzy thing. Mouth. <laughs> I think a part to play in that is whole milk and tea. Completely off the bat, game changer. It makes you feel shit straight away. The milkiness I can taste now yeah. on like the yeah. sides of my tongue, like. It's just that weird. Ah, it's so hard to describe. Is milky? It, milky is the only milky word is to the only word. It. Yeah, you are yeah, right. You yeah. are right. And honestly, they're like, "Oh, do you want sugar?" I'm like, "Yeah, put six in it." There was so much sugar in your tea. Well, it you, poured out of there. So the so you've the, gone brown bread, but you've gone full sugar. So you? on the table, they have the sugar pourers, mm-hmm. which really take me back. You should never see those anymore, other yeah. than those places. And we used to have one of those at home. Mm-hmm. We used to have a sugar pourer thing. But from my memory, they used to be, or maybe they still do, it, you pour it and it only allows a spoon at a time. There's like a mechanism in it that allows a thing. However, this one definitely didn't. So I just fucking pour Straight. it in. Yeah. And I, it, it was probably three sugars. Yeah, it was a lot. But the thing is, is I'm in there, I'm eating the shitty food. I don't mind. Yeah. I don't like, I'm like, oh, yeah. whatever. It's fine. You can't see hash brown on the menu, but you know it's there. I think so, yes. Um, I will have the protein packed breakfast with white toast, please. Like, yeah, just one hash brown, please, with that. Thank you. And can I get the protein packed as well? But can I get one egg and one tomato? Yeah. She's come over and taken our order, and they are lovely people in there. Oh, man, they're, yeah. They're, they're smiley, mm-hmm. they're great, but they're just doing their thing. So yeah. the service. 
you can only describe it as average. Like she is, she is not there to have a chat. She's just there to take your order. If you if you were casting a waitress in a greasy spoon cafe in an episode of something like Sherlock, yeah. who just doesn't really give a shit, and she's <laughs> chewing gum, yeah, and she's sort of looking out the window, not looking at you. She's like opening scene of a crime drama on BBC One, and she's about to pack up and go home and get murdered. And she might on the way feature home. later in the series. Nah, not even. She's not the one who gets murdered. She's she's just like had an interaction with the murderer. Sure, and and she like features later on in like an investigation room. Uh, and she's got like a few one-word answers and whatever, and she's still mm. chewing gum. She's that yeah. kind of person. She just doesn't give a shit. Nah, does not care. The windows have curtains painted on the windows. Yeah, so this is the first thing I want to talk about. Mm. Whose idea was that? Mm-hmm. And why is it suddenly, why has it become so iconic? Yeah. Like I actually did a little bit of, uh, you know, you, when you're doing stuff like this podcast and you sort of go and have a little bit of a look online and mm-hmm. see what people are saying and just sort of generally get a bit of the vibe of, you know, people's thoughts on the place. Easily the the most thing that I found was mentioned was the curtains painted on the windows. People like, people love it. People mention it. People talk about it. But I don't know if they were the, they were actual curtains at one point and they've sort of taken them down or they've become, you know old and tatty or whatever and then they've thought you know what we miss them we're going to paint them it'll be like it's a it's a stop gap mm. but I don't think it is that I just think it's an artistic license sort of thing and they've got really good like hot and cold drinks signage painted on the windows and like coffee and tea and like mm. really like signage is great super, like super nice it's got real character real personality I don't think about the restaurant experience mm-hmm. as I would with somewhere like Home Slice mm-hmm. I think of it as a as its own little world and th- and then you know if i went and sat there by myself i could sit in there for hours mm-hmm. and just sit there and think and, and observe and just be taken up in the moment and that gets me thinking about all this tangential stuff which yeah. is actually definitely that's that's how that place makes you think right 100 percent, 100 percent. so i would hope we have channeled that i hope so it's really calm really zen in here. super calm um, I wanted to mix it up a little bit this week with the restaurant section because I don't feel like places like this get talked about enough. No. Um, especially in the age of third wave trendy coffee shop culture. People don't talk about these kind of places anymore. No. And as we were, we mentioned when we were sitting down, like I would defy anyone to go to... Shepherdess in particular, a lot mm-hmm. of other, a lot of other similar cafes, but Shepherdess in particular, and not have a calming, relaxed, uh, mellow experience. In there. The, the, that was the thing we noticed when we were in there. Actually, we've been there a few times, but when we were in there sp- specifically for this for this purpose, I guess that it's so quiet in there in terms of like road noise. Even though it's on one of the busiest roads in the area, you step into it and there's this calm that overcomes you and like yeah there's the extractor fan going on and there's plates being served up on the pass and there's like six builders in the on the on the booth at the back chatting about whatever but it does feel very calming like mm. and then you can see all the traffic whipping past and the city and the, the world waking up a little bit and you don't really you're not really a part of that you can no. see it they've got big old windows and you can see it like the ritual of going to shepherdess is the fact that you go in you have a little bit of human interaction with the people behind the counter and there's just this like ease into it rather mm. than like somewhere like Pret, which is like very like 
I can get them through the door, get them served, get them out, fast, 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 fast. The ritual's completely lost. Like that breakfast waking up thing is completely lost. I wonder whether or not that slowness is ever really to come back in or if we've, if we've completely lost that. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I like the fact that they serve you basically straight away at Shepherdess and then, yeah. then they just leave you alone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You could sit there for three hours yeah. and they would just, just come over and just not like anything else. We need to get rid of you to yeah. get the next person. Turn tables, turn it's, tables. It's just they'd come over and check if you would, if you did need anything I else. I mean, there was a man at the back with a tea and a coffee, so he's probably been he, there for I mean, a few hours. There's a man over there with a cup of tea and, what, a cup of tea and a cup of coffee to himself. I was having a little look online, just looking at some stuff about Shepherdess. And I stumbled across, I got into a bit of a wormhole about um, why hangover. I think at one point I actually typed into Google, why do, do fry ups taste so good? Right. I wanted to see if there was, you know, you know, like the whole MSG thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if there's something scientific that yeah. means me. And then I got into this thing about hangovers and about, uh, it's all about like glucose levels in all the carbohydrates that you have. Right. And that's, you're replenishing certain things. I mean, I didn't really understand what it was. Anyway, I stumbled across, um, you know, the website Cora.com yeah. where people ask questions. The sign of a wormhole. Yeah. Yeah. When you're th- this deep. Um, <clears throat> this question. Do Brits really eat beans on toast? Do they use some kind of spice or condiment to make it taste good? <laughs> Guess how many answers there are on that question. 40. 100 plus. Jesus. Now that means that there are so many more than 100 <laughs> that they haven't, that there's <laughs> being added so frequently <laughs> that they don't even bother saying the exact what, number what anymore. What spices do people think? Well, I mean, the, the other thing about this is that I, I don't know who the people are that are re- replying to this stuff. The top answer. 250,000 views. Jesus. And this answer, right? And, but all the answers, all 100 of these answers, just say the same thing. It's just people going, yeah, we do. I'm British and we do eat beans on toast and this is how we do it. Mental. How so, many ways are there to do it? Well, you'd be surprised because some of these people have gone into so much detail. There's one here that I'm reading right now and it's, uh, first of all, this person started off saying that their favourite brand of beans is the Branston beans, which is heresy. I will let you judge for yourself from this man's opinion because I'm just going to take you through his post quickly um, he says you can get loads of different brands HP, Heinz and Branston seem to be the top three at the moment they are very similar and my favourite is and there's a picture of Branston baked beans now he then goes through what else you can do with baked beans and there's a long paragraph I'm just going to tell you what's on each of these pictures that he's put in mm-hmm. his post sausages right fine a, cla- hey, a classic a classic then there's an antipasti sort of Italian meat board with like salami parma ham what that really white one that's like thing, I mean, on like a meat board. Fish. Ah, oh, that's bullshit. Most I'm fish sorry. doesn't seem to work for me with the possible exception of white mackerel meat in brine and fresh cockles. And there's a picture of a tin of mackerel <laughs> and cockles, right? Right? It, dude, it gets it gets weirder. Vegetables. Okay. There's peppers, like bell peppers, red, yellow, and green. Picture of the peppers. Mushrooms. I'm like, okay, maybe that's a the little bit back fun. towards breakfast, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> Fruits. That's bullshit. Mostly, fruits don't work. But recently, I tried some small cubes of apple, which seemed to work okay. Is this guy all right? He must be taking a piss, though. He has eaten He has eaten toast, baked beans, apple. That's bullshit. Imagine. He's lost his mind. It gave me a good, entertaining read. There's also, you can get into the wormhole of related questions, such as, do Brits really eat French fries on toast? What? Have, what? Have, <laughs> number two, have you ever eaten beans on toast? Number three... Do students eat beans on toast and nothing else? Honestly, I judge the people even putting the fucking questions up, let alone people answering. Number four, what does a French toast taste like? A French toast. And then this is the weirdest one. 
What kind of spice do you use in tea? Quora. I, yeah. Do Brits really eat French fries on toast? No. No, we don't. So yeah, so we I'd, I'd heavily recommend Shepherdess if you are in the area and want something that, granted, isn't that healthy, uh, but is is a very... Yeah, you could have a jacket potato. You could. Oh, what was the other thing on the menu? Oh. Sweet chicken with chips. <laughs> or uh, two pork chops with peas. Or a full roast dinner. Or a full roast on a, on a Wednesday morning. Would heavily recommend it. It's such a good spot, especially if you're not from London. Uh, I mean, I mean, look, food, five out of ten. It ain't flying. It no. ain't flying at all. But Shepherdess, definitely go mm-hmm. by yourself or with a friend, mm-hmm. whichever floats your boat. Put your laptop away. Put your phone away. Sit don't, be, hey, don't sit even be, take them. Sit and be present. That's it. And definitely don't take a camera because they will tell you off. Photo. Hmm? Should take some photo? Oh, yeah, a couple, yeah. Yeah, you have to ask first. Oh, sorry. So that's episode three done. Take yourself out for dinner to celebrate. Yep, and if you get bored, get on our Twitter and Instagram at Set Meals Podcast. Oh, beautifully done. Pro. See you next week. Well, the thing is with French fries and toast, how are you where's the where's the where's the moisture coming from? <laughs> <laughs>